We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. First of all, give me the Badgers minus the 28 over Buffalo. It's a 2.30 start time, Wisconsin time this weekend. Looking forward to uh, more college football. A bunch on Thursday, a bunch coming up on, on Friday. There's a bunch of games on Saturday. There's a weird triple header on Sunday and then uh, a game on Monday night. So lots of college as they can sneak in some more games. NFL used to start Labor Day weekend. They've pushed that back, and college can have this weekend all to itself. We'll talk with Ryan Horvath coming up in a little bit about not just college, but some Packer stuff, and he is a Cubs fan, so we will take a look back on that series and all the uh, misery that came with it. The Brewers did not get anybody in the waiver process. The Angels and the Yankees, a couple of other you know teams, put some guys on waivers and there used to be a waiver trade deadline day, uh, shout out Ray King, but now it's just, they just put them on waivers and they, anybody can grab them. There's a waiver system, but it doesn't reset. So one team, the worst team in the league, the A's, the A's could have claimed all these guys if they wanted to, they'd have to find a spot for them on their roster, but they could, any team can claim all these guys. And so what you saw was the teams that were like on the edge of contention really bringing these guys into the fold for them but also blocking other teams and really it's just the ohio teams cincinnati the reds uh not too far back out of the wild card spot they've claimed hunter renfro brewers legend and harrison bader remember as much as bader's killed us and you don't want renfro revenge i guess brewers don't play the reds anymore this season so maybe that's not – I mean, we'll see. Are these are these two guys going to put them over the top? I don't know. The Guardians claimed a bunch of pitchers, Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, and then uh, Ronaldo Lopez. So they've claimed a bunch of those guys from the Angels. Here's the thing about the Guardians. They're five and a half back of the Twins. And so really they, they shouldn't be – they're like, I got a 5% chance to make the playoffs. But the Twins – so I, one of the things I talk about on uh, the national shows is who's the most disappointing team in baseball. And the Mets are a very easy answer. They had a huge payroll, but I'm disappointed in the angels. Their season was so stupid. They always should have traded Shohei unless they were contending, which they were. And then Trout was hurt. And then everybody they played in August was a playoff team. Of course they weren't going to get through that, but the twins, the twins did nothing at the break. Okay, or nothing at the deadline. They're almost resigned to the fact, and the Guardians blocked the Twins from maybe getting any of these guys. The Twins are almost resigned to the fact, because the Guardians were sellers at the deadline. So the Twins are almost like cool with, hey, we're going to get in the playoffs. This division sucks. We're not going to try that hard to improve our team. We're not going to risk anything in the future because we know that once we get into the playoffs, we're just going to get fed. Like we are not that good. We didn't make the improvements to get good. So why, why risk any long-term success? The result's going to be the same. Into the playoffs, we're going to win our division. So we'll take on the, uh, one of the wild card teams. It'd be the worst wild card team. And the worst wild card team looks like it's going to be one of these teams from the West, Seattle, Houston, Texas, they're all in this three game race. And yeah, Minnesota would host, but Texas is, Houston's going to be Minnesota. And then Minnesota's just like they're four games over 500. They're resigned to the fact that they're going to win the Central with a pretty below average team. 
And so the Guardians are like, you know what? Screw it. These guys don't cost us nothing. Maybe we'll make the playoffs. Five and a half back. So adds a little intrigue to a division that has been sorely lacking any throughout the year. Brewers uh, apparently are interested. There was a tweet from Ken Rosenthal. And maybe they signed him by now, but maybe they didn't. They are interested in free agent third baseman Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson has had a nice career. He hit a lot of home runs. He's 37, and he is like every bit of 37. He has played with the A's, the Blue Jays, Cleveland, Braves, Twins, most recently the Yankees. He was an MVP in 2015. Was a three-time All-Star last time in uh, 16. Comeback player of the year in 19. So his career peaked eight years ago. And now it's like, what, if anything, does he have left in the tank? The team would only owe Donaldson a prorated salary of a minimum salary. Uh, the tweet that Ken Rosenthal has says that Monasterio has regressed in August, a 590 OPS for the month. Anything to not have to pull up Keston Hira. I mean, the Brewers will do anything if it means not bringing up Keston Hira now that the September call-ups kick in. What's that, Josh Donaldson? Good eight years ago? Bring him up? Anything to keep Keston Hira out of the picture. Brewers start a series with the Phillies on Friday night. So amongst all the college football, certainly we'll have our eye on that. I know you guys have had your eye <laughs> on happyplacehemp.com. Promo code BART. 25% off promo code BORT through Labor Day weekend. This might be the last time I tell you through Labor Day weekend, 30% off all products at happyplacehemp.com. Fill up your cart, type in BORT, B O R T, and it's 30% off. And then you will see magically appearing in your cart the Delta 8 gummies, 50 milligrams. They normally make them 25. If you've ever been buying any of their uh, gummies, it's normally 25. They found a way to put 50 in there. And so they're giving out sampler packs with the code BORT and 30% off your order. That's at happyplacehemp.com. So just some quick baseball updates. I'm sure I'll talk about that. CBS Sports Radio this weekend. Megan Perloff on Friday, Sunday afternoon. DA show on Monday. So I got to get up early again. Labor Day. I will be laboring, and I got to be on the air at 5A Central Time. So a little throwback on Labor Day. Ryan Horvat is next on the Bart Winkler Show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Morning, everybody. John and Franklin. First call after the tailgate. Great seeing everybody that was out there. Had a blast. Hope we do it again. Uh, get up on a couple topics here. First on the Brewers, a little disappointed with this second loss. 
Um, you run Woodruff and Burns out there, and I mean, you gotta, you've gotta win one of those games. You get, you get, it's, uh, myself and I'm not alone. I, I, we get real excited during the win streak. You watch this team with these incredible at bats, running Scherzer, Waka, putting him on the ropes. They let him off the hook, but eventually got him off. Just these guys that would normally give this team fits dealt with them pretty well by having smart at bats, long at bats, plate discipline. I worked mostly yesterday. I caught the end of the game, but it was obvious, you know, obviously we weren't exactly hitting the ball particularly well. Yeah, they got lucky at the end, but if you have a 3-4 run lead, you're insulated from that type of thing. And, you know, when you're going for a playoff spot, I mean, that's what you're looking to do. You're looking to, to put teams away. The Cubs are a scrappy team, and I have a feeling we're going to be dealing with them till the end of the season here. I do think we're going to come out on top, but they're going to be a thorn in our side. What else is new? Briefly on the Packers, a lot of conjecture. You know, of course, we got a lot of hopes for this season. I think this is a seven or eight winning te- win team. I, I think that's very realistic, and I think that would require Love to play pretty well. He's going to make some mistakes. He's going to have some bad games. What young quarterback doesn't? We have no idea what he's going to be, and I'm not going to say he's not going to be bad because we haven't seen him for a while now in live game when it matters, action. These preseason games, I mean, you just can't tell a whole lot from them. I, you know, I've seen guys that just start for the Packers in the, in the preseason just completely disappear, disappear when they play in the regular season. So we'll see. We'll see how things translate. It's going to be fascinating to watch, and I can't wait for this season to get underway. I'm out. All right, Ryan Horvath. Uh, on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream in which I'm debuting my new look. I've I've got the few thinning hairs I have. I'm going to try to, I'm trying to make bangs out of. All right. So we were having a conversation before we started taping here and you started doing this with your hair and I was trying to figure out what or who you look like. You know who you look like? Cricket. You look, no, you look. Yes. Wait, you guys watch that. No, you look like uh, Timmy from South Park. No. That's that's how he's got his hair. The hair it is. It's similar. Hold on, let me see. No, I look like look cricket like from Honey. Yeah. All right. So that's fun with video, but that's why we have a YouTube stream, and that's why Dan Shaney brings it to you. Dan Shaney yeah. Insurance. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Ryan Horvath, ladies and gentlemen, who will be joining us throughout the weeks throughout the NFL with picks, and we're actually going to try to do it so that we actually. Do give you the Thursday pick. A lot of feedback. People are like, oh, I love the picks, yeah. but I need a Thursday pick. So we'll have a Thursday pick for you. Yeah, see, I've always wanted to do the Thursday pick. So we'll do Wednesdays, which I'm all in for. And also because we got college games on Thursdays every once in a while that are decent. We have Some Friday. Games. I might like only air the Thursday pick. I, might, I don't know. It depends on what else is going on. You might I mean, get bumped if today. If it's a big Thursday, okay. Wait, today I might get bumped because you know, if we're talking college football, my two favorite games are tonight. No, no, this is airing Friday. Oh, oh, all right. So Restart the show. So we're doing that, but this week, this week there are some Thursday college games. Yeah, which we're going to be unable to. What are the games you like for Thursday? Well, hey, if you're listening to this on Friday and you have a time machine and you want to win yourself some money, I bet the I mean, actually, you know what? It doesn't really matter because a lot of these numbers are gone. I bet the under in Florida, Utah, under 47 and a half. Graham Mertz, the starting quarterback for Florida. I don't really love the wide receiver room. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. And I think their defense is actually going to be decent this season. I don't know how good they're going to be. Their projected win totals five and a half. But I mean, they should be able to run the ball a little bit. But Utah is obviously tough defensively. They're top 15 in the country every year. And Utah uh, doesn't look like Cam Rising. In fact, I know for a fact Cam Rising's not going to play in this game, so they're going to go with a backup quarterback. So I like a low-scoring game. Bet it at 47.5. I'd still bet the under at 44, which is probably where it closes. And then uh, I might be on the wrong side here. I bet Minnesota against Nebraska. Like, I think Matt Rule's probably going to turn Nebraska around, but it always takes them one year. Year one, it's always about building the culture. They never really put a good product on the field. That's what happened at Baylor. I believe he won one game year one. Uh, stop before that one, two games, maybe one game before that. So 
Uh, I like Minnesota. I mean, they lost some guys, but I think they're going to be able to run the ball right down Nebraska's throat. So that was the two that I liked tonight. But there's plenty I like this weekend and just a lot that I like this season. Love the Badgers. And, um, you know, I've come around and I'm really high on the Packers this season. Bet them to win the NFC North. Went over on the win total. But my favorite bet is Matt LaFleur. It was 16-1 to when I bet it. Coach of the year. I think I've talked about this with you. But remember they would do the piece in the ringer. It would be like Kevin O'Connell and, and – It'd be, why isn't Matt LaFleur getting coach of the year love? You know, because the Packers didn't make the playoffs. They fire McCarthy, and then they win 13 games, three consecutive seasons. But the reason he didn't get any coach of the year love was because Rodgers was MVP back-to-back years. You know, that first year, they kind of over-exceeded expectations. I thought probably he should have won it that year, if anything. But now this year, man, like nobody knows. I mean, we all think Jordan Love's going to be pretty good. He looks damn good. But now... If he wins double-digit games, they win the NFC North with the worst odds. He has to get some Coach of the Year love. So I love that price um, more than I more than I thought. So I'm all about the Packers and all about the Badgers this year. I think it's going to come down to Wisconsin-Iowa, that game for the West. And I love that it's at Camp Randall. And I love – I mean, I don't love, but as a Badger fan, I mean, Tanner Mordecai didn't look good in the spring game. And well, that was I think- five months ago. Right. And like he's learning a new offense and they're still going to run the ball, man. Like Braylon Allen's still there. They still have a loaded backfield. It's going to come down to that game against Iowa. And I don't know how healthy Cade McNamara is going to be this season. I I like Iowa this year, but if he's not healthy, they could be screwed because that offense last year averaged 17 points per game. They bring him in from Michigan. He started 15 games at Michigan before he lost his job to JJ McCarthy, completed 65% of his passes, I believe. Nobody's done that at Iowa since I was in high school. So, I mean, like, if, if they do that, they could be tough. I think it comes down to that game. But I'm excited for football to get going. I'm so sick of baseball. Um, well, I do. I want to talk to you about football. And uh, that's like – but, okay, this Cubs-Brewers series, since you're a Cubby guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know this little account that all you guys stand over, Bleacher Nation or whatever. I don't, I don't, I, Brett Taylor, I do not like, okay, I don't know if I should say this. Well, yeah, I don't work with him. I don't like that guy. I only like and bookmark his shit just to go back and, he's like a ridiculous child when they're losing and stuff. See, I'm he's, like, he's, he's actually, like, like every like, bad account that is out there funneled into one. And so he's been on this thing about the Brewers are the luckiest team ever. I don't think and that. then, you know, like, so here's Brewers fan. Here's what's going on. This is what I realized. And you're like on both sides because you're a Packer guy, but a Cubs guy. Yeah. Brewers fans, we like scoreboard watch the Cubs. And we've got the lead right now. But Cubs fans are like watching every pitch of every Brewer game to be like mad about something. And it's the same with Bears. Like, I can't tell you how many times I go on 670 to score because they want to talk Wisconsin. People, we never had Chicago. Like we have them on once a week. But I'm on like random days just to like, hey, what's going on in Wisconsin? They yeah. Chicago is obsessed with Wisconsin, even though they think they're the big brother and they got more people. Oh, God, my camera's being real stupid. Um, but I am still here. It's okay, that happens. So even though now I'm not in HD, it pisses me off. Yeah. And I was on I was on a good rant. But I just feel like so the analogy I used the other day was. Brewers fans, Wisconsin fans are on one side of the street walking and we'll be like, hey, there's those Chicago guys, those dorks. And then if Chicago fans are on one side of the street, they'll be like, hey, Wisconsin, fuck you. And then they'll like come over to us and punch us in the dick. Yeah. It's like they're obsessed. Chicago is obsessed with Wisconsin. And now I'm seeing this, not just in this week one battle, but also, you know, the Brewers play the Cubs and it's like, Tuesday night felt like a playoff game. Wednesday felt like a play. The the games the Brewers lost felt like a playoff game. And then Monday was just, they didn't see, you know, what's funny about all that. And I completely agree. And that's what like sports radio is, especially now. Like, let's be honest. Like it's for the meatball fan. It's like, let's have Winkler on. We'll fire up the Chicago people. Oh, you know, fuck, fuck Milwaukee, small market. But yet like, Wisconsin's a great place and the people from Chicago are in Door County constantly. They're in the Dells constantly. They love Wisconsin. And and here's what it comes down to, right? I feel like in in you know, like Bleacher Nation, 
that's a fanboy account. See, if you're a real Cubs fan, I always talk about this, man. Like, if you're a real Cubs fan or my buddies that are Bears fans that I text with, that I talk shit about or talk shit with during the football season, all they want is the Bears to have a winning season. Like, they, they're like, man, we're so jealous of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Even, even if it's one Super Bowl with Favre and one with Rodgers, we haven't won one since 85. They're not, like, trying to shit talk me like, oh, fucking Jordan Love sucks. No, my buddies are all like, fucking shit. Like, Jordan Love's going to be good for another decade. We don't know if Justin Fields is going to be any good. This offensive line is shit. The defense is no good. Is Eberflus even the coach of the future? But I, and, and I feel like that's the difference between, like, I don't know, like smart fans and like the meatball fans. And I think it's okay to be a meatball fan. And I think it's okay to, you know, also be a realistic fan. Like, here, here's what I'm saying. I don't think the Brewers, I'm never like, oh, this team's so fucking lucky. What I say with the Brewers is, okay, really good pitching rotation, pretty good bullpen every year. But how the fuck do they continue to dominate the Cubs like this and win the NL Central? Especially after 2016, I thought that Cubs team was going to be around a decade, and instead all those yeah. guys, they're all gone. And the Brewers, like Christian Yelich isn't Christian Yelich from 2017, 2018. We thought he was going to be better than Mike Trout. And – He's not that player anymore. He's not a bad player, but he's not going to hit 50 homers ever again. They find ways to win games, and that's why I always hype up the Brewers more than I do the Cubs. Like I, I, can, I keep saying this. I almost don't want the Cubs to win the World Series this year because all I've done about this, like with this team is shit on them for the majority of the season. And if they do make a run, that means David Ross is going to be the manager for a couple more years. And I think David Ross really sucks. I think this team's winning because the lineup's damn good. They take walks. They, for the first time in a decade, hit with runners in scoring position. The rotation, Kyle Hendricks has been really good. Stroman's hurt right now, but Justin Steele's the real deal. Pretty much everybody except for Tyone, he blows. Like the other day, I didn't think they should have taken uh, Sister Jean off the mound. She has better shit than him this year. But <laughs> still, like, I think Craig Council's probably the best manager in the National League. I think he's really good. I think Gabe Kapler's really good, too, for what he's given in San Francisco. But they just find ways to win. And if I trust anybody, I trust the Brewers more than the Cubs to get it done this year. So, yeah, I look at the shit talking. I kind of have fun with it. I mean, I love beating the Brewers. I'm not going to lie. I love. I, I would love to see the Cubs make a run. But at the same time, I just I don't know if this team's good enough. I don't know that the Brewers are either because I watch the Braves and I, wa and I watch the Dodgers and I know it's baseball and anything can happen. But those two teams are so fucking good compared to everybody. Well, yeah, that's, and, and that's where Brewers fans are at. I think we're, we're optimistic that uh we can have a nice run but as soon as like that's just a ceiling that we can't climb right dude like what like the, the cubs aren't gonna trot, the cubs aren't gonna trot kyle Hendricks and fucking tyone and and these dudes out there against that braves lineup you know what i mean like with the brewers at least that's why i would trust them almost to make the deeper run even though i don't like the lineup as much is just because of the rotation. The problem is, is Freddie Peralta is a wild card. You never know what you're going to get. Corbin Burns is good, but he's obviously not Cy Young Corbin Burns. Brandon Woodruff. I mean, that's the thing, like, with the Brewers, is they keep getting it done. And the top guys, you know what I mean? I mean, you obviously watch. I don't. I'm all in on college football right now. When I do watch baseball, it's usually the Cubs. But I don't know. I just, I don't know how the hell the Brewers continue to do it. I think it says a lot about Craig Council as a manager and, you know, them working with what they're given especially because you look at the payroll, they can't spend a bunch of money. They're cheap as shit. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, it's just another way to remind me that outside of Wisconsin, there's not too many other cities I like besides of course, the great city of Omaha, Nebraska, home of Omaha steaks, where you can type in Bart in the search bar and get a package of meat with the butcher's cut filet mignons, the air chilled boneless chicken breast, the bacon rack pork chops, the gourmet jumbo Franks. They throw in eight more burgers, eight more Franks, it's listed for 260 bucks. Get that promo code in there. Type me in the search bar. Chops it down to 129 and you get all that meat. Yum, 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 yummy. OmahaSteaks.com. Put Bart in the search bar. All right. Pay from, pay from Horvat. Hashtag not an ad. My mom for our wedding anniversary and for my birthday always sends the package, the Omaha package. And the best part about it, too, is we'll just like throw it in the freezer and then on a Wednesday, it's like, hey, what do you want to eat? And we'll have like the hot dogs, the gourmet dogs. We'll have the steaks. We'll have the desserts. And you just toss that stuff. We got the ninja, which is great. It's the air fryer, but also the grill. And mm. in college, you know, I had the George Foreman and I'd get excited. And then I'd be like, you know what? 
can't do steaks on the George Foreman. The chicken kind of tastes like rubber. No but, but this ninja, again, hashtag not a mad. In fact, I don't have any ads. With the air fryer and the air fryer. Oh, especially college football Saturday. You throw some fucking onion rings in there. It's the way to do it. All right. I'll get to college in a minute. Um, the Packers, I think it was funny. I thought, I think a few people thought of you with your Goody in the mix uh, picture that you would always tweet where he's got, you know, like that 90s rom-com picture. Yeah. The, 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 the article that I read from Ryan Wood was that the Packers being the mystery team for Jonathan Taylor was like someone in their front office talked to a scout or vice versa. It was just like, Hey, you guys interested in the pack, you know, Packers, whatever. Um, what's interesting. Why I wanted to bring this up is because a lot of people are thinking, Oh, you know, are they down on AJ Dillon? And, you know, I, I still feel like AJ Dillon's had an underwhelming on field career. Yeah. There was this stat I saw. Highest, this is from Nathan Yonke, PFF. Highest graded running backs by offensive PFF grade over the last three years. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard. That's the top five. Six is A.J. Dillon. Seven is Aaron Jones. Eight is Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Dillon, Dillon, like, I just, is he, every third and one, he falls down five yards behind. He's well, not like he's not like oh wait till October wait till December we'll get we got like one one AJ Dillon game in the last three years I just think like sometimes he's running in quicksand man and so if the Packers are looking for another running back if if that is that's why they kept this Wilson kid like I don't want to get too heavy in the three deep with you because I know you got you do that enough but no I mean so with AJ Dillon. Like, I mean, if someone says who's more likely to be on the team next year, Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, J- Jones is like, everyone just, everyone's assumed Jones is going to be gone for years. I don't know that they want to keep A.J. Dillon. What if they're just both gone? I mean, that's probably the way to do it, unfortunately. It's the NFL. You don't really want running backs past 26. I was kind of surprised that they paid Aaron Jones. They brought Aaron Jones back. With A.J. Dillon, I just, I think he's a good back. He's not a great back, and he was drafted in the second round, which is pretty early for a running back to be taken. And there was, like, the knocks, obviously, out of Boston College. Like, he's not your modern NFL back because he doesn't catch balls out of the backfield, but he does. The problem with A.J. Dillon, he's not Derrick Henry. He's not like Mike Allstott. Sometimes I get frustrated because a linebacker or a defensive back or a safety, like, he'll get taken down by one or two guys. Like, I want to see A.J. Dillon having those Jerome Bettis-type runs where he's got four guys on his back you know what I mean and he's hitting the hole with those big ass legs and sometimes like you said he just falls down I do like the way he's been running the ball though here in the preseason short sample size I know I know they've been pretty honest with his running style they want him to have a big year they wanted him to change some things up but also in his defense right um they don't use him the right way like I want to see AJ Dillon I mean we wanted to see Aaron Rodgers under center you know, A.J. Dillon's your goal line back, little eye formation maybe, but they use them weird ways, like shotgun 11 personnel. So maybe this year will be his year, but he has had an underwhelming start to his career. Like, he's been good. He just hasn't been what we wanted him to be. But I always thought it was funny. Everybody's like, oh, Matt LaFleur gets his Derrick Henry. When Matt LaFleur was calling plays that year in Tennessee, he never fucking used Derrick Henry. So, um I didn't really expect him to use him the right way. Well, and I think with Jones, I, I do think though, man, like you can't have Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and Jonathan Taylor on the roster. I would do that. I would love it. Well, yeah, it'd be hilarious. You can use Aaron Jones as your gadget guy. Aaron Jones is not a three-down back. I love Aaron Jones. I mean, maybe he could be right, but Aaron Jones can't handle fifteen to twenty touches per game. His body, he just can't take that type of beating. He's getting older. And I love Aaron Jones, but he fucking fumbles the ball too much in big spots. Like, let's look at some playoff losses where everybody's going to blame Aaron Rodgers. Huh. A.J. Dillon, you know, whatever. Jonathan Taylor, um, I still think, has a couple good years left in him. So I, I get it. Like, they were just probably doing their due diligence. Like, hey, man, he's a playmaker. He's from Wisconsin. He's, uh, he owns a bunch of Topper's pizzas. Let's maybe bring him home. Better have a few good years in him. He's 24. Yeah, but he's a running back. I mean, you know what I mean? And what I always said about Jonathan Taylor, I wasn't worried that he didn't like catch passes at Wisconsin. I was worried about the amount of carries. 
like the workload. Yeah. These guys, not everybody, there's no Adrian Petersons anymore. That would be my only concern, you know, but um, I would have loved it to be honest, I, even if they kept AJ Dillon, I, I would have loved it. But well, one problem is like how I talk about Draymond green and that there's no other way where Draymond green has a better career than the one he had where he got drafted, where he went, the team around him, he is in the best case scenario for his, like that worked out. Some players get to that place. Some players never do. And I think Aaron Jones, like he has a better career. He goes down. He's a, he's more of a, if he's somewhere else, it just with the Packers, they haven't relied on him. They haven't needed to, you know, when I first started saying that he could be like Elvin Kamara, like, um, you know, Aaron Jones should be a guy that's doing Austin Eckler type things, but the Packers like use them on, like they really, really, all right, we're only going to use the good China when, when the in-laws are here, they've been like that with him. Well, what sucks for him is, I mean, his first couple of years, McCarthy didn't really know how to use them. And then last year he had a career year, but nobody will remember it because the team sucked and they were so frustrating. You know what I mean? Like last year was actually his best year. I mean, man, he was, that, that little run they had where they were 13 and three, those first three years with LaFleur, he was so freaking fun. You'll never forget the Minnesota game where he waves, we waves goodbye. I got the sweatshirt actually in my closet right now. Um, but I, I mean, he could have a big year this year and he's probably still got, he's probably still got a couple good years. It's hard to say with a running back. You just never know. I mean, with wide receivers too, because when they drop off, they just kind of drop off, but hopefully they use them the right way this year because that'll help out Jordan Love. Cause I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little bit worried, not about Jordan love. I think he's going to be good. I'm just a little bit worried about the youngest wide receiver room in the league. They don't have a veteran in that room, which I didn't really care about until they started dealing with injuries before we even hit fucking week one. Like Romeo Dobbs, not knowing if he's going to be available week one is concerning. Cause I think he's wide receiver. Number one, Christian Watson. I love, but he struggles to stay on the field. And I don't want to see those drops that we saw the first couple weeks of the season. I think Jaden Reed's going to be a really good player. He could be that gadget guy, but he's a rookie. Like Torre, who the hell knows? I can't do it with fucking Deguara, dude. I please, for the love of God, can Tucker Craft or um, Casey Musgrave's brother Luke can one could one of those guys be good? Because I I, I can't do it with Deguara. God bless Andy Herman. I, I feel like he's also like I watch his stuff. I think he does a really good job. I feel like he's also there with Deguara. Deguara threw a block two years ago, and, and it's like it's like Cubs fans with um, David Bodie. Guy hit a grand slam four years ago, and people will always love him for it. DeGuara threw one block against Minnesota that people are creaming in their pants about still four years later. Um, yeah, I know. I can't believe he's still on this team. He's still napping through the if draft. The D- hey, let me say this about the Packers. If the defense is half as good as we expected them to be last year, they win They win the division. Well, I when I won, lost the thing with you, I took the Packers to lose week one. They can't lose. Like, I'm... I don't, I don't, we'll talk more about it next week, but I don't, I, can't, week. I, uh, this no, is maybe be- this, this is maybe the biggest week one game of all time. In the fans minds, week one means jack shit. Like there's going to be some weird shit that happens week one. You know, I'm starting to think, uh, you want to talk about Thursday game. I might think Detroit goes down to KC and gets a dub. I think Detroit beats Kansas city. I think. My hottest take is I think that the commanders, I don't know if they lose Arizona's at least going to cover. I, I think something weird like that's going to happen though. Like somebody's going to get beat week one. Um, oh, I was be just a- doing my uh, pick them splash sports.com backslash Winkler and sign up. I have a $5 pick them along with my $20 survivor, but I was just doing my pick them and I picked the, so if it's not the lions, the crazy, Upset is going to be Titans beating the Saints. No, no, that's not even. No, hear me out. Hear me out, right? You got to get wild, right? If you want to win this league, go with the Arizona Cardinals to beat the Commanders. Ow, no chance. All right. Well, well, here's what I'm saying. Don't, don't go. No, no, no. Let me, let me redo that, right? For Survivor. Don't go with the commanders because they're playing the Cardinals and the Cardinals just cut Colt McCoy and they're not going to have Kyler and they're projected to win three games this season because hear me out. It's survivor money line. Like everybody in the world 
is going to expect the commanders to win that game. In what world, in what universe are the commanders seven-point favorites against anybody? And do you really trust that team? I think the week one survivor is the Baltimore Ravens. And yeah, I think me too. Games. I think Lamar's throwing 40 touchdowns, a lot of 11 personnel. Zay Flowers is going to be the best rookie receiver. OBJ is going to have a resurgence, although he was awesome in that Super Bowl before he tore his ACL. I'm actually most concerned about the defense for the Ravens, but I just feel like everybody's going to pick uh, against Arizona and everybody's going to bet against Arizona and they might fuck around and like win that game. I think Washington is going to be shit this season. And it's not a knock on Sam Howell. That offensive line stinks. Ron Rivera should have retired eight years ago. I don't even know that I trust this new owner after seeing that fucking handshake that him and Joe Buck had. You know, I mean, okay, sure that Joe's hand was out there for an, an, a, a, a considerable amount of time. I would have gone for the handshake. It's like Joe's hand was just sitting there. Should have just dapped him up. When in denial, just dap him up. Just be nah, cool, man. Joe, I think Joe, he was loaded. I think he was hammered. Well, Josh Harris? Yeah, I think he had a couple daddy drinks. Oh, definitely. All right, so we'll get more into the picks next week. Um, big college weekend. Interesting college weekend because there's, like, games all the time. Uh, it's, like, way better than week zero. So there's a bunch of games on Thursday, which I guess we'll skip. Uh, but there's games Friday night, including Michigan State's in action, Louisville, Georgia Tech. Uh, then Saturday, there's a good slate of games. And then on Sunday, there's this weird triple header on a Sunday where it's like Northwestern Rutgers, Ohio State, no, Oregon State, San Jose State, and then LSU, Florida State, the big one at night, Clemson on Duke on Monday. So this is a great way. If, if last week was just the tiniest little appetizer, I mean, from Thursday night through Monday, there is college football on a bunch. I think what's got to be the big one, LSU, Florida State, are there any yeah. Saturday that pop off the screen? So I would say the big games this weekend that I'm most excited for, we get South Carolina against North Carolina. I don't really, I don't have a bunch of, I mean, I do have a bunch of bets, but like not any that I would place right now. I, I mean, I'll tell you this really quick before we get into it, before we even talk about the Badgers, if you could get the under at 55, anything around 54, I would bet the under against Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo is going to be able to do much against the Badgers offensively in that game so i like the under and i actually think wisconsin covers the big number too i think they're going to kick the living shit out of buffalo i bet the under on buffalo's win total under seven but the games i'm most excited for south carolina and north carolina i didn't bet it originally i wanted to bet the over but then it like went down two points and i don't know man um because i'm really excited about north carolina offensively i think drake may if he's not the best quarterback He's right next to Caleb Williams, and he'll be the number two quarterback taken. But they don't play any defense. In South Carolina, I bet their win total under six and a half in the SEC. They played really good the second half of the season. But, like, Spencer Rattler sucked the first half of the season. I just – I've got a big enough sample size of Spencer Rattler where maybe he ends up being an NFL quarterback, but I just – I don't think he's going to be the quarterback he was the second half of the season. You kind of saw that against Notre Dame in that bowl game. So, I – uh didn't do anything in that game, but I can't wait to watch that just to see, you know, Spencer Rattler, the real deal. And, you know, Drake may against that defense, Florida state LSU is going to be awesome. The problem is, so I actually like Florida state in this game. I thought I was going to like LSU, but they're going to be without one of their running backs. They're going to be without one of their better defensive linemen who's suspended for this game for absolutely no reason. And uh, Florida state's going to be really good this year. I bet Clemson to win the ACC because I feel like they're kind of a sleeping giant. Lincoln Riley's brothers calling plays. Cade Klubnick's the quarterback. DJU's now at Oregon State. They're going to be really good defensively. But Florida State was the only team in the country last year to lead their conference both offensively and defensively. Jordan Travis threw like 26 touchdowns, the five picks. Um, they bring like a bunch of guys back. Johnny Wilson, they have a 6'7 receiver, Johnny Wilson. A couple of their running backs are back. All their linemen. Defensively, they're pretty damn good. I like Mike Norvell, their coach. I think they might beat LSU. The only thing I want to wait and see if we could get a three. And I mean, by the time people listen to this podcast, maybe we do, but I think Florida state's live actually to upset LSU shit. They should have, that was a, that was a good game last year, but it was sloppy. Mike Norvell has played against Brian Kelly actually three times. He's covered the spread against them all three times. So I think Florida state might pull off the upset, but that's the game of the week. That's the, and I mean, as crazy as it sounds, I kind of want to see that Northwestern Rutgers game that you talked about. I'm, Everybody's going to bet Rutgers thinking Northwestern's going to be absolute shit, and they are going to be absolute shit. I forgot who their head coach is already, but 
that's going to be like a crap fest game standalone on a Sunday where you could be a little hungover. Well, yeah, it's so funny. It's like there's so many games on Saturday. And then I don't remember them ever do it. Like there's been a Sunday night game, but I don't remember them doing Sunday games like this. And the ones that they choose from, because CBS, I don't know, they could, they didn't get an SEC game in their final year of that, but they get Northwestern Rutgers all by itself on a Sunday. Right? I mean, like, I still look at the schedule and be like, this got to be a typo. What the fuck is that game doing there? The, the fun, the, I mean, other than the main event, LSU, Florida State, watching Oregon State will be fun. I bet their win total over Oregon State might mess around and win the Pac 12 this year, man. They, it's funny because I like Clemson because they have Cade Klubnick and he's an obvious upgrade, I think, over DJU. But I like DJU in that Oregon State offense. I like their head coach a lot. They should be pretty tough defensively, even though they lose a lot. So I'll be excited to watch them. Uh, really quick, I can't wait. It, they're going to blow them out. I mean, it's I think the spread as we look right now is like 26 and a half, 27 and a half. But I really want to see what that Wisconsin offense looks like. I want to see what Tanner Mordecai looks like. I want to see Braylon Allen. I want to see what the defense looks like. Luke Fickle, year one. I like the Badgers actually to cover the number, but I think the real play is just the under in the game. Buffalo last year went seven and six. They only bring 10 starters back. Their quarterback's back, Cole Snyder, but their offense only averaged 377 yards per game. Defensively, I think they're going to be worse than they were last year when they gave up almost 400 yards per game. Only five starters are back. I bet their win total under. I don't think they're going to be able to do a whole lot offensively against Wisconsin. So under 55 and a half. And I, uh, this is like, this is the first time in a long time I've been excited about my two favorite teams going into a year. Like Wisconsin's not going to be boring and neither is Notre Dame because every fucking year, man, I'm like, all right, excited for the defense. Big weekend. Excited for the trenches. You know, we got, we got a left tackle. I really like, but I never get to go into a year like, oh man, they might average 40 points per game. And granted it was Navy, but Sam Hartman looked fucking awesome. And Notre Dame's offense looked really, really good. And I think Notre Dame, I'm Notre Dame, I think Wisconsin's going to be fun too. I want to see how much run and shoot we really get and how much it's just like Braylon Allen's averaging six yards after the carry. Let's feed the bees. You know what I mean? Because you kind of got to stick with, with what's working. But it's going to be a fun year for both of those teams. So Notre Dame does play Wake Forest this year, huh? Yeah, revenge game for Sam Hartman. I think Wake Forest is going to be sneaky good um everybody just expects there to be this huge drop off they're gonna run the same mesh offense it's just a really good program in the acc are I mean, you not- more interested in pack 12 games since it's the last time we'll see some of these matchups for a long time i'm in i'm interested in the pack 12 because it's a really good conference this year it sucks it's going to be the last year because you look at oregon they have bo Nix. he completed over 70 percent of his passes had his best year as a college quarterback he's going to be a heisman candidate that's my pick to win the pack 12 you look at like Oregon's last three head coaches. They always have a monster second year. I like Dan Lanning. My only concern would be they lost their OC, Kenny Dillingham, and he actually recruited Bo Nix to Auburn, knows him really well. Bo Nix had his best year, but they should be fine. USC has Caleb Williams. Washington has Michael Penix. They were the number two passing offense in the country. I love their play caller, Kalen DeBoer. What blows for them is they lost their stud running back uh, already before week one. That's why I'm excited. The quarterback play in the Pac-12 is going to be ridiculously good. And you can make the case for like five or six teams. Fuck, even UCLA, man, like they lost DTR, who I love. I want to see him take Deshaun Watson's job in Cleveland so bad. They lose Zach Charbonnet. But like their quarterback, Dante Moore, I think he ends up ultimately being the starter. They're going to play all three quarterbacks this weekend. He's a true freshman five-star. I think he's going to be not an upgrade over DTR, but I think he's really good. And then they lose Charbonnet, but they bring in this running back, Carson Steele, who scored double-digit touchdowns last year. They have their best defense they've had since Chip Kelly's taken over. They could be a surprise team. Pac-12 is going to be fun. There's a bunch, like, there's a lot of talent there. Um, should I buy a blue check mark on Twitter? I was thinking about this only because, um, did you know you can't send direct messages? Like I'm in like these like little betting communities and sometimes I have a question about something or if I'm trying to like book a guest for my own Saturday show, I can't direct message people anymore without it. That's the only reason I would buy it. Well, if he's giving out money. Who, Elon? Yeah. Oh, he is? Well, you, you, you get paid. Or whatever. Yeah. 
I've just Maybe. been so anti it. It'd be like I said the other day, it'd be like, it'd be like if all of a sudden I came on one day and said, guys, breaking news. I'm the executive producer of the Steve Zayman show. I'd be like, what the fuck? That's hypocritical. I would, I would, I mean, I could see it though. <laughs> Well, I don't have a job, so I guess I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> oh, I have COVID. <laughs> I heard doesn't doesn't Zabe have a new co-host? Isn't Brian Butch his co-host now? Yeah, Butchie. I like Butch. Me too. You gonna listen to that show though? I don't I, I got too much Marvel to watch to be listening to much stuff. I'm here's, just... here's my question about Wisconsin Sports Radio, and I'm not gonna shit on anybody. Well, you gotta be careful. I gotta be careful what I say since I don't I live here, but they all control my I live in Washington, DC, and I'm a Cub fan. I could probably talk more Brewer baseball than anybody not named Bill Schmidt, Tim Allen that's on the airwaves. And I know Harper said he had a home run for a caller. That would never happen here. And I I know goddamn well nobody could talk Wisconsin Badgers with me, which always pissed me off when I was working in Milwaukee, though, because Nobody no, cares. these guys all know Badgers. That's like their second. That's all they know. Who? They goes. They they know enough people know Badgers over around here. Disagree. Well, because you don't have a lot. Like you just you know what? You generally Actually, don't have. I forget. I forget like a lot of people that are even on the air to be honest. So you, well, you're right. this is what I'll say about like. I was thinking I mean, more. This like is not a critique. This is just a fact. Okay, so don't. Hold this against me, but knows it. There aren't a lot of people on Milwaukee radio that are Brewers fans or are Bucks fans. They either have their own team or they just don't give a shit about those sports at all. So that's what the problem is. I don't know if I'm buying that though. Well, I am. I think I who's not a Brewers fan that's on the air talking Brewers though. Well, like these guys are either from Illinois or whatever, or they're so deep in the Packers they don't care about nothing else. I feel like that's just me. That you're just except for the one month of every year where Clemens goes super beat reporter on the Brewers. I enjoy yeah. that month. Yeah, Amy was in the front row. <laughs> front row, Amy, five six, hundred forty five pounds. Although probably not the measurements you care about. Amy was seen with a bag of popcorn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, remember when he would do that? That would be weird. Like, all of a sudden, and it would be like, no, I mean, no offense. It would just be like the most obvious shit, too. It'd be like, Ryan Braun homers to give the brew. And it would always be like. Mill 7, A-R-I-5. No, it'd be like. And God bless, like, thank God for Chuck. Because we would hire these fucking producers, and they do the updates. And they would be like. The Brewers, or the Brewers, oh, man. They, what they would do is they would be like, the Packers lost 14 to 36, but they wouldn't say the, like, the winning team always has to go first. You say, like, Packers. No, that was Brewers. that, we always, that was Mandela's big thing. And and Chuck would, like, and, and I would, like, shit about it. And I would go to like the program directors and, and, and people would be like, Ryan, it's not that big of a deal. And I'd be like, it is, it a, is big a big deal. deal. And Chuck would be like, this, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what is the going on? They lost three to seven. No, they yeah, didn't. Exactly. They lost yeah, exactly. seven to three. Exactly. And it was like, yeah. So, so like, thank God for, for, for that. But yeah, I, I forgot why I got on that, to be honest with you. But that, that was always a mess. I think the biggest crime uh, for anyone that was a producer there was how much shit you had to do on the website. Because yeah, like, nobody went there. Yeah, like, I'm not a fucking author. I would always say, I'm not R.L. Stein. It would be like, hey, did you put up a brewer story? And I'd be like, no. And, and, and I'd be like, what do you want me to do? Just, like, tag McKelvey's fucking work to our front page? Isn't that Like, when crazy? I want to know something about the brewers. And they would want me to, like, write, like, a, like, like yeah. to do a write-up of the game. And I'd be like, no, no. If no, I want to no. know something about the brewers... I think of the newspaper. I think of the brewers. I think of blog sites. The last thing I think of for where I'm going to get a written article about the game that's going to tell me something that's not just like sort of plagiarized from another site is a radio station's website. Dude, I love Sparky. 
but he was the fucking worst with it too. I would get home. Hold on. Oh, this is the best story. I'll never forget. I almost just like quit radio. I get home. It's a Friday. Tired as shit. And I'm getting ready to take my nap. And I get a text message. And it's like, oh, the Bucks are, or uh, Jabari Parker signed with the Bulls. Did you put a story up? And I'm like, no. Let the next guy do it. Oh, it happened during your shift. You know, I had to go back into the damn studio to put up a story about Jabari Parker playing for the Bulls, which lasted what, like three weeks? Like three and a half weeks. I'll never forget the Bulls on Twitter were like, thank you, Jabari. I'm like, what the fuck are you thanking him for? The first quote was, I'm not going to play defense. I just want to go out there and just get buckets. But that's how crazy they were with this website. How many people that day do you think were like, oh, fuck, Jabari signed with the Bulls. Got to go to 1250 AM, the fan, and see what Horvat wrote about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why don't we hire? I would always say, why don't we hire actual writers? I'm not a writer. I do radio. I'm trying to see if uh, the story's still up. I can't find it. Oh, and then you'd have to post a picture, and I would always, I'd have to use your login. I'd be like, Bart, can I use your log? Like, what a fucking pain in the ass, dude. I mean, you know, it's not like I was, like, climbing on, on, on roofs or, like, you know, like, doing siding or, like, solving crimes. I'm not, like, a scientist. Like, I have not, like, you know, I like my job. I love sports. But when I'm cropping USA Today photos of Jabari Parker, you know, Dante DiVincenzo. Signs a one-year extension. Uh, Thanasis signs a one-year. It was like, did you get the Thanasis story up? No, I didn't. Okay. I went home and had sex. <laughs> well, you didn't do that either. <laughs> myself. Yeah. All right. Well, on that That's note, uh, we will do picks every week. And we will include the Thursday games. Hell yeah. All games. And I thank you for your uh, time graciously you. giving it to me. Hey, you're you're uh, you're welcome. And uh, yeah, man, have a, have a good weekend here. Actually, before I go, let me make sure I didn't forget anything for the people. I I bet um, Colorado State this weekend against Washington. State. What is Colorado going to cover the twenty? Uh, I bet. Well, they could. I bet TCU when it was at eighteen. I'd probably still bet TCU. I think TCU is going to kick the crap out of them. I don't think. Colorado's they're like hyping up the the reason people are going to watch is to see Dion and then Colorado's going to get the shit kicked out of them the Corey Graves promo for that did you see that online by chance where he can't get through it was it Corey I want to say it was like Corey Graves there's this promo and it's like Dion's like leading some horses and he's like leading the you got to actually check it out I'll try to send it I'll try to tweet it out all right man One team, one dream. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go. Go Badgers. Jump around. Go Notre Dame Fighting Irish. More importantly, though, uh, go Colorado State this weekend. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.